0: Well hello Wolves Radio, I'm Nathan Judah and delighted to bring you the latest snippet of our Express and Style Wolves weekly podcast. This week with the club down to the bare bones of the squad, we ask whether Wolves are paying the price for the lack of recruitment in the summer and then ultimately, will it cost them European football? Hope you enjoy! You look at that team and you look at the team team, that was so poor and I mentioned no Raul and I mentioned no Ruben Neves and you add to that Leona Dendonka missing you add to that um, no Pedenz. no Daniel Pedence and you think okay should Wolves now be relying should Wolves be in the situation where they're now relying on a 36 year old Jean Watinho and a 19 year old Luke Kundal in the centre of midfield in a in a must win or at least must not lose game of football, really, in order to try and get European football, get them right in this hunt. Should that be allowed? Have have Wolves made a mistake here from a recruitment point of view? Is it starting to bite them now, with the nitty-gritty of the season? And let's be honest, you know, Wolves might not get a better chance of European football for another five years, ten years. I hope they do, but they might not be. They're in a great position now and they've done very well with injuries, and they've managed the players well, and the likes of Neves and Moutinho have, have kept on performing. Is is this and the recruitment situation in the summer and in previous seasons now starting to bite them when it really matters? And could one to two additions, or quality additions, when they perhaps, maybe they could or maybe sh- perhaps should have been
1: made, could that be the difference now between European football and, and missing out? Well, the short answer is I think yes, mm. uh, it could be. Uh, I think we've said this all along, both of us on on this podcast, that we both found in January they needed one potentially two signings, and we both particularly said midfield. Now, the argument from from those that, that think otherwise, and, and perhaps some people at the club will be, you know, you, you can't account for injuries. There's no way that we can know that. Ruben Neves is going to pick up an NCL injury uh, and be out for six, seven, eight weeks, whatever it may be in the end. But they were short-handed um, without Neves it, ex- Well, exactly. This, yeah, yeah. That, and this, this is the point I'm about to make, and I, I think we're on this, the same wavelength on this one. That um, for quality in depth, and I think those two things have to go hand in hand in this because you can say in depth and have a jaw down a cundle behind, but I think you need quality in depth. Mm. For me, I, I always felt that Wolves were were one or two injuries away in key areas from from really struggling, and we saw that. Um, against Newcastle, I, I didn't think that. I mean it was a very difficult game for Luke Cundell to come in. Uh, very different position, of course, because he played in a three against Spurs. Yeah, um, I thought he slightly got better in the second half, but overall, I didn't think he was great. No, he had a uh, disappointing I, game. He yeah. had a poor game. Let's be honest. Yeah, I, I don't want to go too you know too hard on him, but you know he's a 19-year-old lad. But at the end of the day, I've got to you know call it as it is. I didn't think he had a great game. Um, I mean, neither, neither did a lot of others, by the way. No, 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 he's no, he's not the only one by far. I mean, I can, I can count. One or two players I thought did okay, mm. and okay is about as far as I'll go yeah. with it to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think Wolves are they get the, the I,
0: start. I just feel like they're one to two players away from 100% having European football, and that's that's always yeah. the worry. It's you know, when everybody's fit and everybody's firing, yeah, we don't need this, we don't need A, we don't need B, we don't need C, we don't need D, but it's a squad and it's a squad for a reason because at the end of this season a long hard season there have been stops there's been starts there's been you know, international breaks and people are going to pick up injuries and when you're playing a lot of games in a short period of time this is exactly why you need a good squad and not only do you need a good big squad you need a quality squad you need some yeah. quality in there and Wolves lacked quality on Friday night I think that was the the main reason and I'm not saying that Wolves need to spend 10, 15, 20 million pounds getting that player. I mean it's great if they do, but shown in the you know in the, in the financial structure that's not probably not gonna happen unless they they you know they sell to buy or whatever. But there's players out there and, and I look at I look at let's say let's say Brentford and I look at even getting like someone like a Christian Eriksen. I mean Christian Eriksen. can you imagine Christian Eriksen at Wolves? But they've taken a chance on him, you know, and I'm not, there's the types of players there who are available for not a lot of money, who are dynamic midfielders, who can can create chances, who can make things out of nowhere, who have got proven quality. You don't have to break the bank for these players. And yes, it was a gamble that they got Ericsson, I understand that. And, and maybe, you know, but at the same time, bravo, because they've taken a risk. And they've probably kept them in the division. And if they hadn't got him, I could see Brentford at one point going one way and potentially getting dragged into a relegation battle. They've won four out of four every single game he's played and he's added pride and assist sister a goal. There are players who are difference makers and I just feel that they are lacking that one, if not, or two quality players that eventually, and I hope I'm wrong, will end up costing them European
1: football. There's a, there's a difference between a, a risk and a calculated risk. Mm. And I think Wolves are always going to err on the side of caution with that um, but then you can be pedantic and say that every transfer is a calculated risk really, isn't it? You never know what's going to happen to a player or how they're going to settle in um, but I think we, yeah, I think we come down on the same side of the coin on this one that I, I felt and I know you, you agree that Wolves needed one or two they needed one or two quality players, I thought this obviously in the summer as well and that probably one or two was a minimum then uh, because of course they went on and had a great first half of the season Um and I'll, I'll phrase it slightly differently it may not be the difference between them definitely getting Europe but mm. it may be the difference in these next six games with them falling out of the race for Europe which I think is a slightly different it may come to the same conclusion of course but I think it's a slightly different way of wording it um, that Wolves have done very well with the, the squad they've got this year and we talk, we've we spoken about whether they're overachieving or, or whether it's just um, you know they're, they're just that good I think individually they, they've they got a lot of very good players and, they, and they've had some great team performances but you go through the squad one by one in depth and they don't stack up to the teams around them purely mm. because of the numbers. I think in terms of talent, they do with a lot of the teams around them, in fact, particularly United and West Ham, actually. But in terms of in depth, not at all. So that's the the one thing that it, perhaps it's easy to point to. But you look at the injuries and you look at the, the players that were missing against Newcastle and, and it seems fairly obvious Um but then Bruno's reaction, and it'd be interesting to see what you think about this. His reaction to being asked about that is to say, you know, I had twelve, thirteen players. He, he means outfield players when he says mm-hmm. that. I had twelve, thirteen players in January, and we were winning. I, I wasn't complaining when I was winning. I'm not going to complain now that I'm losing. I don't know whether that's um, saving face, perhaps as, as a as an answer. Um, well, has I mean, he got a point there?
0: Well. I mean he, he was complaining in December time <laughs> was when, when January window he, he, wanted, he, wanted, he, wanted, he wanted more players it's a, it's a it great home. point exactly and, then, <laughs> and they had to kind of uh, you know they kind of eventually got on the right page and he was saying no 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 it's all fine but you know Bruno was very vocal in the fact that he wanted more yeah, players so yeah. you can say that at the end You know, yes the results were happy so you know he wasn't maybe as vociferous as he would normally be but at the same great time he was, he was at the same time kind of, kind of <laughs> saying what he wanted in the media because he, he did need more players so I think Maybe he's playing, you know, playing uh, the long game here, and uh, you know, fair play. he's not as if he's, he can get a couple of players now, can he? Yeah, he exactly, left, yeah. you've got what you've got now until until the summer opens up. Um, I guess one player who is on a permanent, or well, he is on a permanent because they signed a, a pre-contract agreement. Is Huang Liam um, started unbelievably? Crowd favourite, everybody loving him. Could obviously finish. Um which I think Wolves are lacking at that stage. I couldn't they didn't have a finisher, even when you know, when people like Raoul were available, they were missing chances. So to have someone to to have a new player, to have someone who was um, you know, loving life and, and started great. But he tailed off a little bit before he got injured at Brighton, I believe it was. He that was, was
1: December, wasn't it?
0: He tailed December, off just before that, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Tailed off and then got injured. And then came the announcement that they were going to sign him. It was alone with a view to permanently the end of this season. But Wolves jump the gun or Jeff jumped the gun a little bit and which is fine and saying, look, we're gonna sign him at the end of the season. It's all in place. You're essentially a permanent player. I mean, yeah. you know, regardless if Juan gets injured tomorrow, let's hope he doesn't, or, you know, or doesn't score, scores a hundred goals, he's signing Wolverhampton Wanderers at the end of this season. Nothing can change that. But since he's come back, he has not really set the world alight, I think is is fair to say he's been in and out the side he's been disappointing and apart from the goals there's not a lot else from my eyes looking at the game that's going on there so then that leads me to believe let's look back and go well, why why would you why would you put yourself into that position where you are going to sign him six months early when you've got that six months and you've got first option at the end of the summer why why would you not have a look at that, especially when his performances were tailing off a little bit before the injury. Then he's got his injury, got his injury. For me, that's the perfect situation of what the loan with a view to buy is, or the first option to buy is, is there for so that you can have a look at a guy over a full season, injuries, you know, good form, bad form, character, and you can make a you can make a decision at the end of the season. I feel like maybe, and again, I'm not hundred percent sure. But obviously January wasn't going to be the most productive month in terms of transfers. So could have Wolves jumped the gun here and maybe tried to appease, in inverted commas, fans with a signing, knowing that they were probably going to sign him at that point, but they weren't definitely. So, OK, well, we've got that signing in, but we're, knowing they're not going to get all these, you know, Renato Sanchez and a couple of all these big names and, you know, a defender and a central midfielder. So let's get that so we've got something over the line. So we have had a productive-ish in inverted commas, you know, uh, January transfer window. When really, I'm looking at it now and I'm going, if they hadn't signed him, I think it would be quite an important last six games for Huang to show what he can do, because I wouldn't be convinced that I are going to sign at the end of the season.
1: I, I spoke we, for a long time there. Yeah, I know, I was falling asleep. <laughs> um, I think we had the same conversation when he signed, didn't we, in January on this podcast. And uh, I don't think my views changed, really, that i found he did jump the gun a little bit um, I do quite like him as a player In terms of what he he style, what he offers How he fits the system He does remind me And we said this earlier in the season Albeit he didn't against Newcastle And hasn't recently But he reminds me of a similar style Or type of player to Diego Jota uh, I think he could potentially fill that void That Jota has left And Wolves have never really replaced Since he left as well um, But you're right When a player is, is, is tailing off a little bit in form, then has an injury that he was keeping him out till February anyway. Um, It didn't feel like it made much sense to me to, to just, you know, agree to sign him because the way that deal was put together as well was that he'd already signed his, um, or already agreed rather, sorry, his, uh, his contract for his permanent deal. That was when he signed on loan in the summer. Um, That was already agreed. So it was done. And, Obviously, the the figure and everything was already agreed with with Leipzig. So all that Wolves had to do was, and this sounds very simple, but quite literally, turn to Leipzig and say, "We're confirming now yeah. that we're going to be signing him." Yeah. That's what they had to do. So, yeah. You know, no money's been exchanged. That won't be done until the summer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So with it being that simple, and they, you know, they weren't, um, you know, they weren't being forced into it because there was other clubs' interest or other clubs in for him. I mean, I know there was rumours about other clubs, but. Mm. Wolves were very much in the driving seat for that deal, um, and and for me at the time, I felt that it, it, it jumped the gun a little bit, and and now you've got a player who I do still like in terms of what he offers and his characteristics and his attributes, but who is very much off form at the moment. Um, I thought against Newcastle he was very very poor, him and him and Cow. But call for... it now. Would you sign? Would you sign Huang if uh, the season ended tomorrow? Fourteen million. Um, Is that what the price was? Around fourteen. Uh, was I th- I th- that was in euros. I think it was twelve. Oh, okay. 12, yeah, 12, twelve million quid. Um, I actually would. Okay. Yeah, the reasons being that I, I think we've seen a another- as a
0: squad and an adaptable player. A pl- yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I probably agree, but at the same time, I might not have that opinion in six games time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: No. No. no I, th- I think that's a, a fair, a fair way to put it because um, I think you have to give yourself or allow yourself that time to. To assess him as a player over a full season, of course, you know we don't want injuries to happen to players, but they do, and and he may pick one up. But I think you talk about whether it's sort of appeased fans or, or whatever, and maybe that's part of it. But I feel like, uh, and this is you know me speculating really, but I feel that Bruno would have been a you know a major driving force behind that deal uh, because he he loves Huang and, and and what he offers because he fits his style, very aggressive. Works hard, tracks back, he fits his style perfectly. Um, and of course, he he's you know, he said when he was at Benfica, he was tracking him before and he, him and his coaching staff or scouting team as well. So, um, I think that, it, that that really is what it comes down to. And, and funny enough, actually, I, I noticed at the Newcastle game, and I think this is the case anyway from the angle I was at, this is what it looked like. Um, Bruno gave Huang a right old bollocking in that mm. first half at one point mm. because he was he looked very disinterested, he was walking around. It was um, it was a type of performance that even the we talk about the desire and the simple things that you have to do as a, as a footballer, the prerequisites of being a footballer, working hard, which I think he does all the time. Yeah. I didn't see that against Newcastle at mm. all, and um, and Bruno gave him a right <laughs> shouting at in that first half. But I think he's been a major driving force behind behind keeping him because I just think he he loves how he fits the system.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, if you if you gave me a choice between Huang and Trinkau to sign in the season, I would I would have picked Huang.
1: I mean, I think you'd be exactly the same. Yeah. And particularly with the, the funds involved in those two deals as well, when you yeah. look at there's a, there's a good ten, well more than ten million difference between them.
0: Yeah, um, Trinkau disappointing display again um, after after showing promise, I guess. And we said it was a big next like six seven games for him, and it's not really. Um, not really happening And I, and I, and I think The writing's starting To to be on the wall I think in, For that deal And
1: remains to be seen Yeah I, I, I haven't really changed My opinion on him To be honest Because he has A very good oh, Cameo might be A harsh way of describing it But a very good End of the first half And a fairly okay Second half against Leeds Does alright in the Following game and then Newcastle, similar to Huang, just totally anonymous. I mean, I write my player ratings. I, I think I barely wrote two or three words. I just said absolutely, utterly anonymous in, in for both of them. Um, and a player like Trinkau, who I think has got a lot of talent. If you, you can see that in some of the play. You will be a few and far between. But you have to judge a player over a season. And if he has one, one and a half good games in 30, 32, 33 games, it's nowhere near enough. For me to sample permanently. Hope you enjoyed that. Remember, you can
0: get the Wolves Podcast on the Express and Star website and all good podcast platforms, ACast, Spotify, and of course iTunes. We'll be back next week. If you want to ask us a question, make sure you give us a tweet at Nathan Judah or at Liam Keen underscore star. We'll see you previewing the Burnley game a week today.